thank you everybody for taking the time out to listen to me once again this is real talk with tim and i'm back with another episode shout out to everybody who's been showing me love on my podcast i really appreciate that now if you have apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify or iHeartRadio, please make sure you go look me up on all four platforms to keep up with the content also make sure y'all go follow me on instagram at real talk with tim and twitter at rtwt podcast to keep up with the content as well now today guys i'm back episode number six and i have an all-star lineup i have some returning guests and i'm sure y'all know who they are but y'all already know how i do it when i speak on my platform i allow my guests to introduce themselves and tell y'all a little bit about themselves. so without further ado we're gonna start off with kiki take the floor What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Kiki Chanel. For those of you who don't know me, I'm a lifestyle blogger, a certified life coach, and an award-winning author. Um, Yeah, thank you for having me again, Tim. It's always a pleasure to come in and be with you and your peeps, man. Thank you. Always, (laughs) always, always. You know I had to bring you back season three. We in here. They haven't heard your voice yet. Yes. They haven't heard your voice yet, so we had to bring you back. And not only did we have to bring you back... We had to bring back Miss Danny. Yeah. Danny, take the floor. What's up, everybody? Thanks, Tim, for inviting me back. Last time was great. I'm hoping this time is going to be even better. I'm Danny. I'm the host of My Survivor Voice and the founder of Arthur Memorial Foundation Incorporated. And I'm just happy to be back and share a little bit more. All right, all right. Now, today, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about taking losses to get the win now a lot of y'all may be reading this title and thinking what am i talking about well it's a little bit more serious because recently within the last eight months i took three losses i lost my cousin last year around september and then i lost my grandmother in march which is why i took that little break from recording and stuff like that and then I just recently lost another cousin, uh, older cousin, uh, earlier this week. Now, that's like, I think that's eight months or whatever. So, like, taking those losses, you know, it kind of hit me hard and hit the family hard. But, you know, basically to sum up the title is basically about taking losses, you know what I'm saying? Like losing family members and stuff like that. But, you know, when we sit and try to, when we sit and mourn through death and stuff like that, you know, a lot of the people that we lose, they don't really want us sitting around doing that. They want us to continue on and, you know, continue our journey and doing the things that we enjoy doing, being great, but just don't forget them, you know, cherish the memories and stuff like that. So that's what this title is all about. You take the loss, but you getting the win right after. Now, the reason why I brought my two lovely guests on is because they can relate to what I'm talking about. Now, Danny, now today, you know, I was, you know, on your, one of your social media uh, sites and I saw that you're wearing orange today. Now, today is National Gun Violence Awareness Day. Now, I want you to dive a little bit into what this day means to you. So, National Gun Violence Awareness Day, um, let me just start by saying as somebody who grew up in Illinois, in a Chicago suburb, gun violence was something that was always around me, but it never hit home 
until it hit home. Um, so everybody, well, not everybody, but anybody who follows me knows that my um, story is basically based around me losing my niece to domestic violence, but also that domestic violence was rooted in gun violence. So for me, gun violence awareness is so important um, because just the fact that that gun was present during that domestic violence situation, that increased the risk of her losing her life by 500%. And I know a lot of people don't really understand that, but listen, 500%, the mere presence of a gun during a domestic violence situation, it it increases the risk of a woman losing her life. So for me, gun violence awareness is so important because sharing my niece's story, sharing survivor's story, sharing anybody's story who's been affected by gun violence, not just the people who have lost their lives, but the people they left behind. Sharing those stories really kind of hits home to people and, and drives home the fact that, hey, mm, I'm sorry, y'all. It drives home the fact that, hey, these guns and having them in your presence and, and you know, it's so easy to grab one now. It's so easy to get a gun now. But having these guns so easily accessible to people who are not in their best mind frame at the time can right. end a life so quickly in a point where most people are, that's not even their intention when they pick the gun up. Right. Just the fact right. that it's there. So I wear orange on days like today to remind people, you know, the, the orange basically symbolizes the same color that hunters wear when they're out in the woods showing people, hey, don't shoot, I'm a human. That's why I'm wearing orange. Hey, put some guns down, don't shoot. Like, leave them alone, you don't need them. Um, now I'm all for your right to bear arms, I get it. Unfortunately, in the times we live in, sometimes they're necessary to have to protect yourself. But in those situations when you're not thinking clearly um, and obtaining guns in ways that we all know are not legal because we know it happens all the time. Yep. You know, let's let's stop that. That's my point. Like, I want to drive home that point that it's a way. Like, we can have guns. I'm not saying, oh, my God, get rid of guns. I know there are some platforms out there like that. That's not my stance. My stance is I'm all about gun safety. Let's make sure that we're obtaining them legally. Let's sure, make sure we're educating people, especially these young kids who are getting their hands on them. Right. Let's educate these people on this gun violence and what's going on. Because that gun violence caused so much pain. Just like I said, the mere presence of a gun causes so much pain. And I know that pain firsthand. So if I can right. stop somebody from experiencing that, I'm going to scream it to the rooftop, shout it as much as I can and educate as many people as I can. Right. And don't we all, don't we all. Now, Kiki, now you and I have both had conversations a lot about, uh, you know, you in general and stuff like that. So uh, if I can remember correctly, I, I know I forgot, but I know there is a specific day or date of the year that you don't like to record you don't like to do nothing now talk a little bit about this date and why you don't i mean yeah tell the people why you don't like to record pose or do nothing on this date this specific date of the year the specific date that we're talking about y'all i don't know if y'all have heard my story i don't really share it too much so thank you tim for allowing me to share a little bit about my story um back in 2020 uh, my family and I lost our 19-year-old daughter to a fatal car accident. 
on April 22nd. So on the 22nd, and it's just not that particular day, Wednesday, it was a Wednesday. So Wednesdays have a new significance for me. The 22nd of every month is new for me. It's like navigating through a new normal. But yeah, she was on her way. The pandemic had just hit. She was, uh, she had just moved home from college. She, she was in college at Grambling State University. And she was actually helping one of her best friends move home from ULL. And within the blink of an eye, she was gone, you know? So yeah, the 22nd of April, I don't, I don't really do anything, but I don't, don't, I like to cherish her. I may post like a picture or something of her, or I may write something for me to keep, to have on that particular day, because I was reading um, a journal that I had just started that same day that she actually passed away. And it was maybe like an hour before we got the call that she was gone. And um, it, it said something about today I choose life. I choose to live. And so the fact that she was taking that particular day, I haven't written anything else in that journal. I don't think that I ever will. It's dated. It's time stamped on that date. So, yeah, the, uh, April 22nd is is that date for me. All right. And yeah. And yeah, I can. <laughs> I, I can't imagine what you felt that day. I just know. I just know you was all over the place. Now, like with myself, I don't even know where to start because, like I said, I, I took three losses, three big losses within the last eight months. But to top it all off, you know, my grandmother. I lost my grandmother on my mother's birthday. Wow. This year. And, you know, just to give a little, you know, a little detail, you know, she, she had dementia. You know what I'm saying? And she was slowly but surely, you know, we knew what time we knew what time was coming and stuff like that. But the date that she that she passed and just I, I think uh, the last time I talked to her, she was able to talk. She knew who I was and stuff like that. I even got it recorded. You know what I'm saying? She told her yeah. I love her. She said she loved me and all that. I went to go see her. I went to go see her after that recording. And then uh, when I saw her, you know, she couldn't see, but I think she could hear me. She couldn't see or speak. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had to uh, like tap her, tell her who I am and stuff. And then she would make a sound, letting me know she heard me and stuff like that. So uh, when she passed, you know, it was real hurtful because you know I grew up close to my grandma. A lot of people don't grow up close to their to their grandparents. My grandmother used to watch me. Uh, every all the time, all of me and all my cousins and stuff like that. I used to stay with her for a little bit, going to school. You know, she used to make me banana pudding every year on my birthday, give me money on my every year on my birthday, make me cake every year on my birthday. Call me, be the first person to call me at five o'clock in the morning every year on my birthday. And my grandmother was that person. Like I used to call her every day at work on my lunch break and stuff like that. So I was real super close and. Uh, and then, like, as far as, like, my I, my two older cousins, you know, um, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, like, one of my cousins I wasn't that close to, but his family is family. You know, he's still my cousin and stuff like that. Right. Uh, you know, he was a real good dude. You know, he was in the streets, but he was a real good dude. And uh, I just wish that I was closer to him. And, that, you know, to, to this one I'm talking about last year, but the one I just lost recently, you know what I'm saying, same situation we kind of, we grew up together but we wasn't as close because he had his own he was doing his own thing i was doing my own thing but we still was 
still was pretty close. You know, he used to watch me as well. You know what I'm saying? He used to watch me when I was young for my mother and stuff like that. But I say all that to say, you know, I, I for one would think that all of these losses that I took, you know, I, w- I believe that each of them would probably still want me to continue doing what I'm doing. You know, don't give up, be great, continue to try to become a better me, all that good stuff. So those three losses hit hard. Yeah. Real hard. Well, if you talk about losses within the last four years, um, I did, I lost my one of my favorite aunts. She was like a mom to me. And then my uncle, like they died within four months of each other. She passed away, and then four months later, he passed away. And those were two of my my one of you know my dad's two oldest siblings. And so you know with with Ryan, it's like dang, we already grieving. Look at like she had her whole life to live. So this was in the same year. No, the, 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 my two my uncle and aunt they passed in 2016, and Ryan passed in 2000 in, in 2020. Okay. So within you know four years, within I did. I had thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had three losses as as well. So yeah, I mean, and, and and loss is never easy, especially with the relationship that you have with with people, whether you're close with them or not. Um, you know, to have someone that you know personally, and then one minute they're here, the next minute they're gone, it just does something to you on a on a on a level that I really can't explain. Especially with Ryan, and that's my daughter's name. Ryan, she was always the life of the party. She poured into people. She had the, a great smile. She was infectious. Her her energy was magnificent. And everybody that that she came in that, that came in her presence said the same thing about her. She was a yo- lovely young lady. We loved her. We would miss her. They still celebrate her. We got a, like a group of people that got tattoos, you know, of her name, and they made songs and all kinds of stuff. So you know, her memory affected a lot of people and she will live on forever i'm sure but it's just sometimes people don't know what to say because they they have never experienced it i learned the hard way that you have to meet people where they are and you can't be mad at them because they don't know that pain so they don't know how to comfort you right so that's yeah that's what i learned right. through it and through it and and also a lot of people handle handle death different ways like some yeah. people some people cry their eyes out some people uh some people don't cry as fast as others. Some people don't cry as much as others, but they that don't mean that they not hurt in the same way you are. Right. Because because you know you everybody have a different relationship with like if we like if we all were siblings right now and we both lost a cousin that we share like we all have a different relationship with that cousin like right. he, he may be closer than than you Danny than me like but that's still our blood. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. Yeah, I experienced that firsthand with the loss of Jackie and Giovanni and um, Gianna. My sisters and I, and of course my mother, but my sisters and I, like I said, Jackie grew up with us like she was a little sister to me. And of course, she's my oldest sister's daughter. So that loss hit each one of us differently because we all had different relationships. So whereas I'm like open, I talk about Jackie every chance I get. I talk about those babies every chance I get. My sister, her mother is more, um, she's coming around now. She's starting to share a little bit more, but she was more reclusive. My middle sister, um, very close. Like we start talking about Jackie and laughing about the old times and silly stuff Jackie would do because she was so silly. And a lot of people who knew her didn't realize it because she was so quiet. But we start laughing about stuff. My middle sister will completely shut down and like she's just silent the whole conversation. Like we all grieve differently, but we're grieving the exact same people. 
So that's that's so true, so true. And we just, you gotta respect that. And you gotta be able, like Kiki said, you gotta be able to meet people where they are when it comes to grief. So that's very true. Right. right. So so this, this is what I wanna ask both of y'all. So like, when y'all first, I mean, how can I ask this? When y'all first, when the news first broke of the loss, other than the, the other than the reaction that I'm that I'm sure y'all y'all gave, what was the what was your like dealing with the loss like within the I don't know within the first couple of weeks or in the beginning? What were your what were your thoughts like? Did you want to like stop doing something? Did you want to? Uh, cut a lot of people off going to hiding like what was y'all first like immediate reaction like dealing with the loss and the losses in the beginning i don't know who want to go first who want to go first who want to go first i'll go first um so my initial reaction of course is your your typical grief reaction shock anger sadness all that but within those first couple of weeks um i guess mine is a little different because we had to clean up the crime scene so we had to see baby's blood on beds and we had to clean up and cut holes out of carpet um, where body matter was. Um, and so people look at us and that, like we had to pack up everything. We had to wipe her blood off of the wall. So people look at us and they're like, how did y'all do that? Because I mean, this is like the day after the funeral. Me and my sisters are in there like, we gotta get it done. We had to pack up kids' toys, um, clothes that she had laid out for the babies for the next day. We had to lift all that up. So honestly, it was like a day. Like it was tunnel vision going through it. Once we got through that part is where the anger set in. That's when I wanted to shut everybody out. I didn't want to talk to people because like Kiki said earlier, people don't know what to say. And some of the comments, I was like, oh, listen, uh, I'm gonna hang up because in a minute, we are not gonna be friends no more. So I shut people off. Um, one of my best friends was like, she would text me almost every day like, I know you don't feel like talking, but I want you to know I'm thinking of you. And that's honestly probably the best response I got throughout that entire ordeal. Um, I cut people off for honestly all of the rest of 2019. I really didn't start back coming back around to early 2020. And then the pandemic hit and it was like, it was like I was coming back up and I hit the top of that roller coaster and went right back down when the pandemic hit. Cause all I could think about was just like, Ooh, if the pandemic was here, we would be on video calls with Jackie and we would be doing this and we'll be cooking together. Um, so I definitely went through all of that. And then is when I was like, okay, Think ill, get it together. Um, what what you gonna do? Cause you you got a husband, you got a son, you got a mama that you gotta take care of. You got all these other people that you know you gotta be here for, and you're sulking in your sorrow when you can take this sorrow and turn it into something, you know, phenomenal. So that's when I started volunteering with local agencies in the domestic violence and like. Okay, it was kind of like also my way to heal. Like, okay, let me get around these people who was going through the same thing and maybe I can kind of figure out a why. But that me trying to figure out a why turned into me being a support system for other people who were experiencing the same thing that Jackie was experiencing. So I I took that and I dove into that. And um, I know a lot of people don't 
view things that way. Again, meeting people where they are. That's just the way I handled it. So. Yeah, I know what I know with me, man. The the biggest I'm not gonna no losses. I don't even want to say that because you know, family is family, grandmother, cousin, brother, sister, whatever, you know. But I know when I lost my grandmother, man, I I ain't know I didn't, it just didn't seem real. I mean, even though we already knew what direction it was headed, it still didn't seem real considering, you know, how close we was all of that I got tons of pictures like it don't nothing even seem normal no more because like I said birthdays come around can't get no more than phone calls not like that but I know my first immediate reaction of course you know busting out in tears first I, I didn't bust out in tears immediately but it's I had to it had to register first it had to you know it because it wasn't anything real at first so once it registered you know tears wouldn't stop falling you know, once I let everybody know that was close to me, that that knew my grandmother, you know, of course they, you know, my condolences, I'm, you know, I'm gonna pray for you, all that type of stuff, you know. Cause for a minute, I think for like the first couple of days, I wasn't really, I wasn't even really like bonding the people and stuff like that. So like, it was just uh, only family I would really communicate with, but it was pretty hard. I mean, like I said, but it was expected though. So it wasn't like uh, unexpected. Well, it was unexpected, but it was kind of expected, if that makes sense. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I I ain't expected to be that soon. Because like I said, I had just talked to her. She was fine. She's like, hey, I, you know, I said, Grandma, you know who this is? Yeah, I know who this is. It's Timmy. Like, you know, she ain't real normal. But I was like, damn. But yeah, first reaction. And then, like, even with my cousins. I mean, my like, my cousins. Like, those, those was too unexpected. Um... Well, for me, because like I said, they did, they seemed in good health, you know, stuff like that. One, I lost one to a heart attack and one died in, in prison. Mm. So, I mean, the the heart attack death, you know, that one's still like kind of like iffy. You know, I, I still really don't know the full details on that. Mm-hmm. So I can't, really, I can't really say much, but that, even that's unreal because, I mean, I didn't see him like that because... Uh, I just was never really in the same places that he was all the time. But I always saw videos and pictures of where he'd be at. But he he seemed fine, hundred percent good health and all that. But so hearing that, it's like, damn, how? You know what I'm saying? So that's how I that's how I took all of that. Yeah, for me, we were. I was actually on the phone with my brother, and Ryan was my bonus daughter. I didn't give birth to her, but she came into my life when she was two, so that was my baby. And yeah. And so I I got a lot of, how's your husband doing? How are her siblings doing? Yeah. Well, she was just your stepdaughter. So, yeah, people said that to me. Like, family members would say that. Or, you 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 need to be strong because you need to be there for your husband and, and Leah and Louis. You need to be strong because she wouldn't want you to do this or whatever. And so I was like, how do you know? You didn't even know her like that, you know? You, it may be true what you're saying, but I don't want to hear that right now because, you know, it was it was multiple cars that was involved in an accident and she was the only person that passed away. And the person who was responsible for the accident is still walking around. They didn't even prosecute her. Mm, so we didn't caused, get she caused, she caused the accident. Her She had kids in the car that had got hurt and everything. But Ryan was the only person that passed away. So we like we the justice didn't come for her. 
but the good thing about it is, you know, her mom and I have gotten so close. We were always friendly, but that's my sister. Shout out to Alexis. Love you. And um, so it was just, it was hard to hear that. Like when she called, she called my husband and I was on the phone with my brother. He came out and he had this look on his face. And I was like, wait, what's going on? And um, he was like, well, Alexis just called me and said that Ryan was in an accident and she didn't make it. And I was like, wait, what? And I told my brother, I said, I'm gonna call you back. I, and I and I, I immediately, I was like, let me see if I can call her. She, he was like, well, she's supposed to call me right back. I said, well, let's just wait and see if this is true because you just never know. And about 20 minutes later, she did call back and she, it was true. And so I, I just like, I think it was an out of body experience. Cause it was like my my soul left my body was like, what just happened? This can't be true. And so, you know, we just kind of like had our moment. I started calling family members, um, stayed up all night. I talked to her mom the next day. We stayed on the phone and talked. And, you know, she was like, Brian really loved you. You know, keep your head up. Like, I'm like, she is telling me to be strong. Like, wow. You know, but at the same time, I'm like, that's my baby. She is gone. And it was like almost a month to the date after she made her birthday. Like her birthday was March 20th. I mean, her birthday was March 23rd. She passed away April 22nd. And then what happens in May? Mother's Day. And this year she would have made 21. So right. yeah, it was just, it's just a lot. And, you know, just dealing with people saying silly stuff and I, I still don't talk to certain people about certain things. And I, I thank God for my circle. I, I really do because they they was like, look, we here. You don't have to talk. We just, I just need to put my eyes on you. Do y'all need anything? You know, shout out to my classmates because they they really stepped up and came through for me. Uh, Lewis's classmates came through for him, you know, because he and Alexis are, the, they, they went to school together. They have the same classmates in it. Mm-hmm. And it was funny how, she graduated and all of us graduated from high school on the same day. So I told, I said, Ryan, I said, do you know that you graduated on the same day that all three of your parents graduated on? She was like, no, I didn't know that. So we shared a moment like that. Uh, the last time I had saw her was um, the Christmas prior and then she went back to school. So I didn't get a chance to see her before that happened. So I was like, dang, I, I should have did this. I should have held her tighter. I should have reached out a little bit more. And then the bad thing about it is y'all the accident happened at 6 45 p.m her dad's message was the last message that she received he was waiting on her to respond back to him and the accident happened so i had i I had to i I had to say you know what god thank you for distracting her so she didn't see it coming you know she probably had her head in a phone talks texting back and forth to her dad so i didn't have to you know see him constantly looking at his phone at those messages so it was just hard. And, you know, you do you do step in that I need to be strong mode. You want to be there for your family. And then, you know, my daughter's 25 and she was like, I feel like, you know, as my sister was growing into an adult and we were developing and learning each other as adults, she was taken. And then, you know, little Louis is 13 and he was like somewhere in the middle and she had an older brother she has an older brother as well Jordan but he's like I don't know what to say I don't know how to feel I don't and I'm like just process it the way that you process it 
I'm just here feel- want to talk. Yeah. Yes. So, but it's it's just I don't know, y'all. I, it's it's hard. Every day, I'm I'm able to breathe a little easier. I mean, the loss never leaves. Of course, no. It's something that that I, that I'll never forget. But I honor her by you know the last that we had, the times that we spent together. Um, you know, all of the silly stuff that she used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that's and that's what keeps me going. And I and I had to recently learn that I can't carry er- everybody's pain. Like, yeah, we all grieving, we all in the same house mourning or whatever, but I have to I have to do my stuff and I can't carry y'all's pain. Like y'all gotta maneuver through that the best way that y'all can because I'm trying to get up out of the bed today. I can't make sure y'all getting up in myself too. I gotta make sure that I some of us gotta get up. So yeah, it's just it's just a hard process. So let, let me ask let me ask this question. So I know you just started the podcast this year, right? Yeah. So when you was writing books and stuff like that prior to all of this and mm-hmm. this happened, how hard? I mean, I, I know how hard it was, but how long did it take for you to refocus back on doing the things that you that you do? I actually was in the middle of writing a book and I actually dedicated that book to her. Um, I had been talking about starting a podcast for years and I just used her passing as stop putting off what you can do today to tomorrow because it's not promised. And that, and and I started going live, the Kicking It With Kiki live podcast on IG uh, that same year in July. So I just like, you know what, no, no more excuses because you're here one second, you're gone the next second. So you might as well live life while you're here, pour into people the best way that you know how, you know, and stand for something like, what would your legacy be? Like Ryan's legacy was yes. pouring into people. She helped everybody if she had it and she saw somebody in need, she gave it. She was very selfless. She had, you know, like this, I don't know. I, I thank God for for the night, you know, the, the 17 years I had with her. But, but I think that she was like one of his special angels that he just needed back. So, yeah, because she was ready. She had, she had already, she told her mom everything that she wanted. She said that she wanted her favorite coach, wanted the red casket. She wanted a second line band. She, you know, she wanted certain things that she told her mom that like months prior to her death. Right. And I'm like, what wow. 19 year old even thinking, thinking about like that? Yeah. So, yeah. so I know, I know, I know she was ready, and and I do believe that if she was able to come back, she wouldn't because she is in a better place with people and and with God and 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 just smiling down on us all. And yeah. like, I I do know that when I miss her the most, it's almost like either she or God is saying, "Hey, she need a sign that I'm good." And something always happens. I'll see her name, or I run into somebody named Ryan. Or I'll see her favorite color. Or we, we, I used to call her Ladybug. So I would see like a Ladybug. Or one would, I would walk in and Ladybug would land on me or something. So I I just, I don't know. That's that's what has helped me get through as best as I can. So yeah. Danny, after, after you had to deal with, after you had to deal with the, you know, after you had your first reactions to your niece loss and stuff like that, mm-hmm. how long did it take you to, Okay, now I know we none of us are, none of us are over these losses. Let me just say that. But how long did it how long did it take you to refocus back on doing the things that you were doing prior to the loss? Um, if I put a time on it, I'm gonna say about a year. 
Um, Jackie died, Jackie, Gigi, and Fluff died February 27th of 2019. I didn't really get back into the swing of things until after the pandemic started in 2020. So a little over a year. Um, but if I'm super transparent about it, I'm still doing it. Like the motions, like what y'all see on social media and what people see when I'm working with my clients with our nonprofit, um, that's that's literally y'all, just me just pushing through. I'm, I deal with it every night. Every night I'm still wondering um, what could have been, what would Fluff be doing? I mean, Fluff was a year old. And- um, A year old. I, I, he was a year old. I'm wondering- When that happened? What would his voice, yeah, when he was, yeah. 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 So I'm wondering, like, what would his voice sound like? What would he be talking like? What would he be doing? You know? So um, I'm I'm always still teetering and chugging along, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to say a time frame when I actually, I think other people started to see me come back to the Danny that they knew prior to, I say about a year and a half before I actually even started to open up and let people into my world. Yeah, that I don't think it, it didn't really um, take me that long. Probably, probably because, um, like I said, she was already headed in the direction that we already expected. She was just kind of holding on. So <clears throat> that's that's probably why it didn't take me that long to like. I don't think I like. I didn't like. Like I wasn't. I didn't shut everybody out for too long. Uh, I can say because I'm still not really over it. I think about my grandmother every day. So, uh, I mean, it really didn't take me that long, you know what I'm saying? But, and her birthday is coming up, actually. Her birthday next week. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, that's another thing. And then, yeah. see, it's the, the craziest thing about my grandmother's death was she died on my mother's birthday, Mother's Day came up, and then her birthday coming up next week. Yeah. So, those, the, those that's what make it so wild. Right. And, and all of these stories is just real touching it's just real it's real yeah, crazy especially that especially that, especially that crime scene shit oh no yeah, yeah. that that was that was tough. like i said i look that. back and i'm like i when people say how did you because y'all i did jackie's hair for the funeral i did gianna's hair um and people look like how y'all i don't know how <laughs> Literally, it had to be the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like that strength, like you're going to get through it. You're going to do it. Um, and that's what it was. But I was just about to say that, like, you got three very different stories here, but they're all rooted in loss. And like that goes to show people, if anybody, if everybody who's listening, I hope you guys see like people grieve differently. Mm-hmm. What you feel like should be somebody's reaction when they're grieving is not going to always be the reaction. And and we got to be respectful and mindful of that. That's if one thing can be taken away from me. Um, that was probably one of the most hurtful things during my healing, my grieving process was people expecting me to react a certain way to certain things. And, you know, putting their expectations and projecting how they would react onto me and you ain't been through this. You don't know how you will react. You ain't cleaned up no blood. You ain't you ain't did none of that. You ain't Absolutely. sat and, and looked at somebody who grew up and everybody saying, oh, y'all so cute because we were only seven years apart thinking we were, you know, we looked just alike. Mm-hmm. And saying, oh, y'all so cute. You're not sitting there looking at yourself doing their hair as you lay on a cold cinder block. So you don't know how you will react. So 
if you can take anything away from this, respect people's grieving processes. Absolutely. And know that, I mean, I, I think I had to stop giving people passes because I felt like our grief was becoming a burden to people. So I, we really did. Like the pandemic really shielded us from being around people. So we were home. Like that that Christmas, that Thanksgiving after she passed, we stayed home. We didn't go out. Like we didn't have anybody here or whatever. So I thank God for that. I really do. I thank God for the pandemic, really, because it helped change my mindset, but it also shielded my family from a lot of BS that other people had going on when it came to grief. Because, you know, I watched my little sister. She lost her uh, her two her first two kids. Dad, he he was 19. He died in a car accident. He actually died in her arms. When she got to the scene, he took his last breath in her arms. And then fast forward, she was married and her husband got killed in a car, in a uh, motorcycle accident. Wow. So I watched her go from, you know, this 19 year old, 18. I mean, actually she was 18 at the time. This 18 year old girl who was pushed this into being a single parent. And she went off to the military and never missed a beat. Met her husband, you know, it was right after Christmas. They were supposed to come for my birthday because I used to do a bonfire every New Year's because my birthday is New Year's Day. So New Year's Eve, we was always doing a bonfire for Kiki. So he was like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to come see y'all, whatever. And when I got that call saying, hey, John just been in a car accident. I mean, in a, John just got into an accident. Pray that everything is okay. And then when she called back, she was just screaming and hollering. So it's just her seeing her and being there for her taught me how to just be there and just when whenever they need you say whatever just listen just offer a hug or say i'm just here whatever you need me for i'm just here because i pretty much left my house and stayed with her for a while like all of us pulled together and was there so grief grief has i mean and i've experienced different griefs because i've lost both my grandparents uh my grandmothers and i was close with both of them i have one living grandparent left i mean i don't have any I don't have any uh, left at all because, you know, my, my, my dad's mother, she was my big mama and I was really close to her. She died when I was eight. My mom's mom, Madea, she died in uh, 20, 2005. Yeah, 2005. She she passed away and she lived with, with us in the end. She had cancer. And so we we developed this bond that I just I can't even explain to people. So Tim, when you talk about your grandmother, I I get that. And and then on top of you know my aunt, my uncle, and it, it, they was they was not sick. My my aunt was sitting on the porch talking to my my cousin. She got up to go wash dishes and fell with a massive heart attack. My 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 uncle was on the phone with his daughter. They had had an argument. And I can laugh about it because she was like, he had just told me about myself. Like his daughter tell me, she's like, Kiki, your uncle had just told me about myself. And then next thing you know, I tried to call him back and he was gone. He had a heart attack just that quick. Wow. See, that's so, why, I, that's that's exactly why it's so important to like, you don't even really have to hear from nobody every day or call nobody every day. Like that's why can, it's so man. important to just like, even if it's for like two minutes, just mm-hmm. text somebody, say, what's up? How you been? All right, cool. If y'all want to talk longer after that, go ahead and talk longer. But damn, like just see what check on people. That's all yeah. you gotta do. Just check on them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, like we know, people can go, and our last conversations could have been like days before they actually went. 
right and then you're gonna wish that you had more conversation or you this is the funny thing about death every time somebody passed you you always talk about what you should have did yeah what you should have did i should have called them more i should have went over there more i should have i should i should i should i should i should have mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but instead of saying talking like that you could do that now right but yeah. i guess you know we all get tied up into life you know things happen they people get busy people don't feel like talking because we overwhelmed with doing our everyday thing and stuff like that i get it but i mean don't nobody gotta be like i said don't nobody gotta be on the phone every day just send some text messages that's why it's so hot right now you know what i'm saying put it to use but since we're talking about all these losses we're gonna talk about the wins now what i want to know is from each of y'all now how how easy is it to continue the you know like kiki how easy is it to continue you know writing your books how easy is it to continue doing podcasts and how easy is it to continue doing all of these things you know knowing that we're not over our our laws i mean for me i just had to get in that mindset that you know i'm still here for and god has me here for a reason what is that reason am i gonna continue to just not live life and I'm still here because I feel like if I would have gave up Ryan would have been pissed at me like honestly because she was so full of life and you're still here so why are you not living and that's just how I look at it and and you know I've talked to her mom and she 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 feels totally different and I and rightfully so I don't know that pain you know because she birthed her into this world I, I know the pain of a mom losing a child but it's not the same because, you know, and and I just have to, like, I push myself a lot. And that's the name of my coaching business, Push, uh, Proclaiming Unbreakable Self-Healing. That's what the push stands for. And I, I like just have that. to, I just, I just dwell on that. Like, how, if, if I'm trying to help other people, I got to help myself first. Because if I'm no good, how can I help them? So I, I, I just, I pray a lot. I meditate a lot. I am intentional in everything. You know, I, I did step back from writing books for a while because, you know, I'm writing my memoir and I, w- I was supposed to release it two years ago, actually. And I guess it was just not time. The timing wasn't right. And I got to the point where I had to include it into the story. So I'm like, nah, I want to touch that right now. So I stepped away from that and then just pushed myself into, you know, the live and the podcast. And I'm just... I'm taking it one day at a time. And some days yeah. I can be on the podcast and just boo-hooing, sad or whatever. But when when I press that record button, you'll never know. Yeah, it was easy for me to continue too because when I was younger, I used to I used to make music. And every time I used to make music, I used to put it on tape or CD and then I used to give it to people in the family to listen to, like my grandmother. Like I remember I made a CD. I, my rap name was T-Blaze. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I made I made a like CD, that. right? <laughs> yeah, I made a CD, and I put it in a nice little, little, little package, whatever the CDs came in, and I gave it to my grandmother, even knowing that she wasn't even gonna, she wasn't even gonna listen to it. She just wanted to have it just to support me, right? right? So that was my little phase back then, making music and stuff like that. Every time I used to do something, grandma, 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 or uncle this, uncle that, aunt this, aunt that, mom, 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 whatever, used to give to people. And then, like, like when it comes to podcasting, no, my grandmother never heard an episode, don't even know 
what a podcast probably never knew what a podcast was or nothing like that but i'm pretty but she always saw great things in me so had she known that uh i was sitting around morning too long or too much and i i wasn't doing this she was like timmy don't do that go on, keep doing what you're doing and stuff like she'd have said all of that right so what keeps me going is that i just think about what each family member would say to me if i stopped mm-hmm. they would they would they wouldn't they wouldn't even allow me to give up. So I think it's all about thinking about, I think it's all about telling yourself, what would she say to me or what would he say to me? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to us being great at the things that we want to do. Yeah. Now for me, it's a little different because with Jackie, I don't know that she would have been like, oh, T, keep going. For me, what keeps me going is as far as my wins are concerned is the reason behind my wins my why Mm -hmm. my why is jackie giovanni and plus so that's what pushed me like okay you don't have a choice because people gonna know their names people are going to know their stories people are going to know how important and how detrimental it can be when a person leaves a a relationship or attempts to leave a relationship and the presence of a gun. I want people to know all of that. So that is my push. And that's how, that's where my win comes in is knowing that in the back of my mind, my why is those three people who meant the world to me who are no longer here. Um, I really don't know that. um, Now I will say she supported any and everything we did. I used to make uh, treats y'all like birthday party treats and stuff like that. She was always like, now she was way in Illinois. I'm in Mississippi. She would always be like, uh, T, make some candy apples. And girl, ain't nobody shipping no candy apples. (laughs) But so I know if I had been doing this prior to what happened, she 100% would have been supporting whatever I was doing. She may not have understood it. 100% would have been behind it. Um, But my push is not necessarily what she would have thought. It's just knowing that I want people to know that this happens. This happens to young, beautiful, intelligent, hardworking black women. And it happens more often than we want to admit. And we can stop it. We just got to start talking about it. Right. How old was she? She was 28. 28. 28. So young. Yep. Yep. That's crazy, man. Super young. Yeah, but I know, like I said, man, this this whole this whole podcasting thing it has been pretty tough it has been pretty tough since then and losing two more extra relatives so like i remember like i took a i think i took like a week or two weeks off and then look the funny thing is when i did start back recording i did a show with kiki and i called her look i called her i said man i'm a little rusty i need i need some help i need you to I need some help. Like I need a boost. Like I need to. Like I was. My first intention was to get on and do a little show, talk about what happened and stuff like that. But uh, I needed to shake some rust off, so I needed like a another person on it, on it with me to like kind of get me talking again and stuff like that. So yeah, that's what happened. I, I was definitely rusty when I got back on. You did well. You did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> That was definitely that uh, being underestimated episode. Yes, listen. Don't know, you know. What I'm saying? Y'all go check that out. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> nice. check all that out. Check all that out. Especially yeah. y'all check out that having a god at heart. Mm. It's the most played episode of season three. 
Wow. That's the real stuff. Yes, <laughs> it is. I plan to, I plan to, I plan to take this podcast as far as possible, man. You know yep. what I'm saying? Hopefully to bitch out on other things. Definitely behind it, you 100%. It, it, right. will, it will expand. It will expand so, sure. so. But, ladies, it's about that time. It's about that time. You know, I appreciate y'all for coming through, sharing y'all stories. Uh, I know it was, I'm pretty sure it was hard to talk about again or whatever. You know, I ain't mean to start nothing over here, but you know, I just felt like this, this was a very good time to talk about. I don't know how I came up with this topic today, man. It just came into my mind. I was like, man, I got to talk about this. And y'all the first, y'all two of the first three people that I thought about considering, you know, my interactions with y'all in the past. So, Uh You know what I'm saying? So before we go, want y'all give out y'all social tags and all that good stuff. Tell people to find y'all for the people who still don't know how to find (laughs) y'all. Well, I'll go first. Uh, Before I do that, Tim, I just want to say thank you because I didn't know I needed this until it happened. I really didn't because I, I get choked up sometimes when I talk about her. Not because I don't want to talk about her. It's just still hard. So the fact that I didn't break down and cry and I got through it. Thank you so much. And Danny, thank you for being here too. Cause I can feel your strength. Like I can see your mouth moving when I was talking. I don't know if you were praying <laughs> or what, but thank you so much. All but, yeah. the above. <laughs> we're here, we're here yes. for you. but I am on Instagram and that's where most of my people are in them Instagram streets. So y'all can follow me at the Kiki Chanel.com. I am on Facebook at kicking it with Kiki podcast. Uh, my podcast is on all podcast platforms. You just type in Kicking It With Kiki without the G on Kicking, and I will come up as well as on YouTube. I air a diff- one a new episode every Thursday at noon. So yeah, y'all go check me out. That's where I'm at. That's where I be. For sure. And I am on Instagram at My Survivor Voice is my podcast page and. My personal page is truly Danny underscore L. That's the same thing on Twitter. It's T-R-U-L-Y-D-A-N-I underscore E-L-L-E. And please, please, please support my nonprofit. We are doing amazing things for victims of domestic violence. And we're on Instagram at Our3Inc. And our website is www.our3o-u-r-the-number-three.org. No doubt, no doubt. And y'all know where to find me, right? <laughs> Y'all know where to find me, right? Just go on Instagram, Real Talk with Tim, Twitter, RTWT Podcast, all that good stuff. So, ladies, until next time, I appreciate you. We Thank appreciate you. you, Tim. Thank you so much. Thanks.